This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Jesus Stories. This is the podcast which tells the life and teachings of Jesus without preaching. We talk in an in an informal, informative, and interesting manner. I'm your storyteller, I'm George Taylor, and this episode, we're going to continue covering the teachings of Jesus shared with his disciples during Holy Week, the last week in which Jesus would live on this earth. He teaches some rather pointed and difficult lessons, and today's teachings will start with three stories, three parables. We'll pick up that story in a moment. These Jesus stories come to you because of your support for this podcast, your prayer support, your word of mouth and social media sharing support, and your financial support. Thank you for all the ways you spread the word and help to keep this podcast alive. Now, I must tell you that due to circumstances out of the control of Jesus stories, we've lost a major financial supporter to this podcast. So I'm asking you, my faithful listeners, you who are able to step up to the table, pray for guidance about whether or not you should support this effort to spread the stories of Jesus. Once you understand what you should or can do, go visit JesusStories.info, click on the Support This Podcast tab. You'll find a method that will allow you to make a one-time donation as well as a method to sign up for a small amount of monthly support. Every dollar will count, and it will go to the effort to keep these stories coming to you. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. It's one of the ways that the word is spread to others about these stories. And don't forget to talk about the podcast with your friends, family, your acquaintances. You'll find that this is a really an easy discussion, even with strangers. I've done it. Just try it. You'll find more on the website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Sharing This Podcast tab. When we left Jesus during the last episode, he had been teaching his disciples about the destruction of Jerusalem with some very dire events that were about to transpire. We noted that those events did happen around AD 40, some 40 years after this teaching was given. Jesus reminded his followers of the coming of the Son of Man, the strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars, nations in confusion, people who are terrified, and the last words we heard from him could be summed up with, Be ready. Now, to drive home his point, Jesus begins telling stories. And here's the first one. The coming of the Son of Man is like the story of a master going on a long trip. 
Before he leaves, he gives his slaves instructions about their work. He leaves instructions for the gatekeeper to watch for him to come back. Now, a faithful servant is the one who can take on the responsibility of managing that household while the master is gone. When the master returns and finds that the servant in charge has done a good job, there's going to be a reward for him. But suppose that servant is evil and he thinks the master's not going to return anytime soon. He'll begin to beat the servants in his charge. He'll begin partying and getting drunk. And when the master returns unexpectedly, he will cut the servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, that's a pretty severe punishment. Now, like the good master, Jesus says, you too must keep watch. You don't know when the master will come back. It could be in the evening. Maybe it's before dawn. Maybe it's right at daybreak. Don't be sleeping. Watch for him. The next story comes from a wedding celebration. So for a first century Jewish wedding, after the bride and groom are wed, the groom goes back to his father's house to build onto the house to allow room for the new couple. No one knows when the groom will return. One must simply wait. And when he returns, there's going to be a party. So Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like ten bridesmaids who go to meet the returning groom. Now, five of these bridesmaids he labels as foolish. They didn't prepare by having enough oil for their lamps. So when the groom is delayed until midnight and they go out to meet him, they don't have the oil necessary to light their lamps to show the way. They ask the other five bridesmaids, the wise and prepared ones, for a loan of oil. But there's not enough oil for them to furnish the foolish bridesmaids, too. So they tell them, go to the store and get some more oil for yourselves. The foolish bridesmaids go, and while they are away, the wise bridesmaids meet the groom. They go to the party. They lock the door. And when the foolish bridesmaid returns, they find they are locked out beg for the door to be unlocked. The groom responds, I don't know you. Jesus concludes, so you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. That's the second story. The third story starts like the first one did. A master goes on a long trip, and before he left, he calls his servants and gives them some money to take care of for him. He gives one of them five bags of silver, another got two bags of silver, a third servant got one bag of silver. This division was based upon the abilities of the servants. Now, after a long while, the master returns and he demands an accounting of how the money had been used. The servant who received five bags of silver presented five more bags of silver, a total of ten. The master was pleased. Well done, he said, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. Now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The same happened for the servant who received two bags of silver. He earned an additional two bags. The master was pleased with that servant as well. But the servant with the one bag of silver came in with a sad story. Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, 
so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. Now, this did not please the master. If you knew all of this about me, why didn't you at least put my money in the bank to earn a little interest? Take this servant's money and give it to the servant with ten bags of money. Then he adds, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus obviously wants to have his people be watching and be prepared while they watch for him. He jumps way ahead to the point where he has returned and is sitting on his throne. All the angels are around him. The nations are gathered in his presence. He will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. To the sheep on his right, the king, that's Jesus, has this to say. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And these sheep whom Jesus labels as the righteous ones are going to ask this question. When did we see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or naked or sick or in prison? And Jesus responds, if you offered this care to any of the least of these, you did it for me. To the goats on his right, the king has this to say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you did not feed me. I was thirsty, and you did not give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. And these people will ask, When did we not take care of you? And Jesus responds, When you refused to help the least, you refused to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous will go into eternal life. After this teaching, the events which mark Holy Week are going to begin to ramp up in speed and intensity. Jesus says as much in his next statement to his disciples. He says, As you know, Passover begins in two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So as this teaching is happening, it's happening. The leading priests and the elders are meeting at the home of Caiaphas, the high priest. They're trying to plan to capture Jesus secretly so they could kill him. But they didn't want to do it during the Passover celebration. The people might riot. Meanwhile, Judas Iscariot, who's one of the twelve disciples, especially chosen by Jesus, went to the leading priests and the temple guards to discuss how to betray Jesus. He was doing this under the possession of Satan. How much will you pay to betray Jesus to you, he asked. He was given 30 pieces of silver. From then on, he kept watching for an opportunity to arrest Jesus away from the crowds. Every day Jesus goes to the temple to teach. Crowds gathered there early in the morning to hear him. In the evening, he returned to the Mount of Olives to spend the night. 
In spite of the teaching and in spite of the miracles, most of the people did not believe in him. But this is expected. Isaiah had prophesied some 600 years earlier, Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? In fact, they couldn't believe. Isaiah said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Hmm. Sounds like a topic for a Jesus Stories Extra. That'll come later. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Jesus Stories. Now, that's not to say there weren't some believers, because there were. Those believers included some of the religious leaders. But because they were afraid of being expelled from the synagogue by the Pharisees, they wouldn't admit their belief, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus makes a final appeal by shouting to the crowds. He starts off by equating himself with Jehovah God. If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. Then he reminds them that he is light. All who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Then he talks about judgment. He says that he didn't come to judge. He came to save the world. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. While there is not judgment immediately, it will come, and it will be based on the words that Jesus has spoken. These words come from Jehovah God. He commanded what Jesus had to say and how to say it. And I know, he says, his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. So with those words, we're going to close today's Jesus Stories. In the United States, this is May 30th, 2022. This is Memorial Day. It's a holiday, a national holiday, to remember the soldiers, sailors, and airmen who have given their lives in the defense of this country and in the defense of freedom for other countries in the world. And in this remembrance, I want to remind you of a scripture that's found in the writings of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. He writes, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, Most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his Son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. While our servicemen and our law enforcement officers and firefighters give their lives, some with the ultimate sacrifice of losing their lives, to protect us. That sacrifice follows the example of Jesus, the Jesus we talk about in these stories, who died for us when we were enemies of Jehovah God to make us friends 
with Jehovah God. But this is not automatic. Just as the people in Jesus' day had to accept his message, people in our day must also accept this message. We believe in him as the Son of God and are willing to give our lives over to him and live under his kingship. Now, how do we do that? I'm going to ask you to contact me through JesusStories.info or via a DM on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I'll share more with you. These Jesus Stories come to you because you choose to support us, either financially or prayerfully or both. We appreciate your help. If you've benefited from these episodes, would you pray and consider providing financial support for us? We have lost a major supporter due to circumstances beyond our control. If you would join with us in this effort through a monthly donation of just a small amount, you'll get a chance to hear Jesus Stories Extras. These are special podcasts where I share some more insights about these Jesus Stories events. Check out this option on patreon.com slash Jesus Stories or go to JesusStories.info. Click on the Become a Patron button under the Support This Podcast tab. I invite you also to take our survey under the Talk to Us tab so you can tell us a little more about you. In our next Jesus Stories episode, we'll see the events of Holy Week continue to accelerate. We watch Jesus in his last meal with his disciples and watch him begin to hear his last teaching, his very last teaching for them. That's all on the next Jesus Stories, which will be in two weeks. We'll see you then. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.